1: Welcome back, episode 241 of the What Up, No Podcast.
0: Greetings, folks.
1: <laughs> Greetings. That's about the nicest I think you've ever been.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, don't get used to it.
1: Right when, right, I say don't, right.
0: when I say don't get used to it, I don't mean in regard to future episodes. I mean in regard to the next <laughs> five to 10 minutes and then for the duration of this podcast. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, figured as much. Yeah, so I guess we'll jump right into this shit. I ain't got, I ain't have a week worth talking about, so we can. Cut through the, the uh, small talk and shit. So, when was the shooting in Wisconsin of Jacob Blake? That was.
0: I think it was. let say it went today. Wednesday. I think it was. I don't think it was yesterday. I think it was Monday night. But I'm not sure. It was. It, yeah, it had to have been Monday night because it couldn't have been last night. So that
1: happened, you know, and of course all the shit was popping off with that, and then you know, that's so that's been a few days or whatever. So last night I go to, I go to sleep pretty late, and so I'm I'm like pretty late as like twelve one o'clock, and next thing I know I wake up in the morning and I'm like a shooting overnight in the same place. Like what the fuck could have happened in that short amount of time? And then when I start seeing the shit, I'm like, oh man. It can't be just a random white dude is going around mowing motherfuckers down. Like, like it was no time enough time for this bullshit to happen. And of course some shit happened. But I don't know. Should we go into that too much uh first or what what do you what do you want to cover first? <laughs> I'm just kinda like
0: we <laughs> I, mean, I mean we already we already started. I I think it was it, it might have been yesterday during the day. That he got shot and then the ridiculous last night, but I feel like it was Monday.
1: No, nah, it was definitely so either way a dare. It was definitely oh, okay. a, a day or two. Um definitely a day or two. I don't I'm either way.
0: Sure. <laughs> either way, it had no it business happened. happening that fast, yeah.
1: It happened. Um so do you know the background of uh Jacob Blake's shooting?
0: Um, so I have heard a number of things, Um, and not surprisingly, the variety of stories that I've heard depend on the race of the person telling it. So I I need to actually look up more about him individually so I can just find the facts. But I have seen black people say that he was uh, breaking up a fight or something and got shot in the back for being unarmed and black. Then I hear white people saying, that he has a criminal record. Um, he has felonies. Um, he was running to his car. And then I've heard some people say he grabbed a knife, which how the fuck would you know that? And other people say, a what,
1: did he have like his felony rap sheet, like running away and they just saw
0: it? Like, how do you
1: come out with hey. that fucking? <laughs> like, <Hey. yeah.
0: laughs> I can't tell you how white people invent reasons to be racist. <laughs> reason to justify their racism? I don't know why. So that, so that but, was um,
1: that was Sunday the twenty third.
0: Yeah, even longer ago. So yeah, I don't, I don't know what the actual story is. Um, him having whether or not he has a record is is irrelevant. Um, so skip that. And then it, uh, when I watched the video, it didn't look like he ran to his car. It looked like he was walking briskly toward the driver's seat of his car. Um, And as far as him reaching for a gun or a knife, I (laughs) I have a real hard time believing that in this age of uh, white police officers just wantonly killing black men on camera with no fucks given, I have a really hard time thinking that he was going to casually walk through his car, grab a knife or gun, and... uh, (laughs) shoot or stab the police. Like, I, I, like you have to know that is your death sentence if you do some shit like that. And he had his kids in the car? I have a real hard time believing that was what was happening. Especially since he went on the driver's side. Like, who stores their gun or knife on the driver's side? Usually it's in the glove box. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, wouldn't they, wouldn't they have found
1: a gun or a knife by now? Eh.
0: Yeah, probably, and maybe they did. Like I said, I haven't, I haven't read up on it. I don't know, but either way, all I, all I know is that maybe he was, let's say, let's just say, for instance, he, exactly the white narrative, he was running to his car and he was going to grab his gun and he was going to bust shots at those cops. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the Kevin Hart skit, not skit, but the Kevin Hart special. And I, trust me, I'm going to tie, tie this together. <laughs> but it was a joke that Kevin Hart made on his special, and he said something like he was talking about getting in a fight and somebody, like his uncle or something, got kicked in the face. And he was like, if you get kicked in the face, you deserve it because you watch that foot <laughs> come to your face. Right, right, right. And, right. like, why would that guy think – Well, like, why would the police watch him go to his car and get a gun and start firing because they wanted an excuse to kill him. Like, you could've, they could have stopped him prior to getting to his car peacefully at any moment. They could have tackled him, they could have tased him, they could have done anything. They could have beat his ass. Like, hey, yo, bro, like you, you're, you're, you're about to get arrested or detained, are you running away? That's grounds to catch you and tackle you and arrest you or tase you or mace you, whatever the case may be. But they watched that nigga walk around the side of his car, watched him open the door, and waited until he reached into the car to shoot him in the back. And he and he, he wasn't shot in the back from far away. He was shot in the back like the gun muzzle was probably pressed up against his fucking spine. He was shot like seven, that's how close.
1: Shot seven times by the same cop.
0: Yep. So regardless of whether or not he has a rap sheet, regardless of whether or not he was running to grab a gun or he had just broken up a fight, no matter what his intentions were, at the end of the day the police yet again took an opportunity to arrest and detain someone peacefully and de-escalate like they are trained and supposed to do. And they threw that shit out of the fucking window and said, nope, I'm going to take this opportunity to shoot another nigger in his back and that's going to be how we're going to handle this. So, fuck them. It's the same old shit. Like, I don't even have, I don't even really have shit to add to it because how many conversations have we had over the six years of doing this podcast about police shooting black folks when they didn't have no business shooting black folks. Like, there's not really any new ways to describe the anger um, that that I'm experiencing and, and that I have been experiencing. So, uh, I mean, yeah, man, it, it, it is what it is. Dog. I hope uh, I hope this can have uh, something of the impact that George Floyd had. Because it's kind of surprising to me that of all the ones that have happened in the past, that the George Floyd one was the one that was the tipping point, And that's the one that set everybody off. And now this one is the one that appears to have set off all of the NBA players. And they go, you know what? Enough is enough. And, I, I, and not to say, I, I am incredibly fucking happy with what is happening in the NBA as we speak. Like what's happening right now in the NBA. I, am, I couldn't be happier about it. But I am surprised that this was the breaking point when well, – we, let's, like, let's go back to Kaepernick. Um, I which, was, which,
1: which was, by the way, four years ago today when he nailed.
0: Yep. So going back to Kaepernick, I am certain that on this podcast, I said something to the effect of if the black NFL players understood the power that they had and they all decided that they weren't going to play – we could we could make a difference. And they didn't do shit. They didn't do a goddamn thing. Like, what? Like what? How many NFL players ended up kneeling during Anthem? Like, what, four? Like, some, some... I mean, like, I don't know if it was that low, but it was something ridiculously low. Like, it wasn't like... And it wasn't like fucking superstars either. Like, it wasn't fucking... I, uh, Patrick Mahomes... Well, he wasn't even around back then. <laughs> it wasn't fucking Le'Veon Bell or whoever was popping uh, back in 2016. It was like, you know... Bunch of random folks or whatever, and we're well, not a bunch. It was a couple. But It was
1: one, it um, was one um, who did it with uh, Kaepernick. Um, yeah, and he was, and I think he played with him at the time. I can't because he had a he ended up having a lawsuit settled as well. Um,
0: yeah, I, I remember that, but I can't recall who it was. I, I feel like it was somebody on Seattle, but I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure. But um, they had that opportunity and they did not take it. And now here we are four years later, and NBA players are realizing the power that they have. Yeah, if, they, if, they met today, yeah, if they met today and came to the decision that the rest of the playoffs are off and that they're not gonna play anymore, that's his that's historic. Like like what like sports have never seen anything like that. And sport well sports have never seen anything like today. Like just like just these games getting postponed was is is uh, to to in, in protest of, of what happened like that? That is historic in and of itself. But if they if they met and said, you know what, fuck this, we ain't playing no more, and that's definitely the energy I was getting off LeBron. <laughs> like, Then uh, that's historic shit. And I, mean, I am real fucking proud of uh, not just the NBA players, but I'm kind of proud. I'm I'm proud of I'm proud of our people because like, man, I was listening to this podcast and um. Some, I don't even remember what podcast it was, but someone said, oh, I remember what it was. I, and I'm going to ask you if you listened to it yet. Have you listened to the HBO Lovecraft Country for episode two? Uh,
1: no, I haven't listened to the episode two synopsis.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, the episode they put out after episode two.
1: Oh, yeah, but it was with the uh, the, the director, one of the directors or something. It was the same, I mean, it was the same two girls. No, I haven't heard that one yet. Fuck. Okay. But I think it's on a yeah. different streaming network or something. I don't know. Anyway, go well, ahead, said,
0: I, I, Well, I subscribe to the, what's it called? Lovecraft Country Radio or something? I, I subscribe to that feed on iTunes. So okay. um, after, after Sunday, uh, sometime on Monday, there was, a, you know, the episode where they talked about episode two. And obviously, I'm not going to spoil the show because it says we're not even talking about the show. But one of the one of the women on the show said that one of the reasons that they, she thinks that white people hate black people so much is that over the course of centuries they have tried over and over and over to 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 squash black people and they and black people refuse to to lie down and take it like they all they keep pushing and they keep surviving and they keep prospering and like like that's what's happening right now is like this energy that's that's like you know what. We don't have to take this anymore. We we actually have some power and we have some say and we can push back. And like we as like you know, us regular non-famous civilians or whatever, like we're we're doing things like we're hopping on these podcasts, we're talking to each other, like we're hopping on each other's podcasts and talking about it, we're hopping on Twitter and talking about it. Like we're 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 getting out the message that we've had enough and this is all some bullshit, but now we have the added added backing of people with bigger platforms, which is these NBA players who are out here and like, you know what, enough is enough. Um, We're not going to play anymore until, until things straighten out. Like if they do some shit like that, man, that's crazy, man. Let's get,
1: let's just give a timeline of this week, but pretty much. So uh, the shooting happened, the shooting of uh, Jacob Blake happened uh, Sunday. Monday Mm -hmm. comes, Tuesday, uh, there's rumors about uh, the Lions' practice is late. They're not saying why. A lot of people are thinking it's COVID and shit. It comes out that the players basically canceled practice because of strong thoughts about uh, that shooting, and pretty much they just scrapped practice, and they had uh, just a whole time of just kind of – Talking about just the stuff going on with Jacob, uh, Jacob Blake. So that happened. All kind of shit popped off from that. As far as just reactions, white folks and white folks, Lion fans were fed the fuck up. Um, because now it's just one of those shut up and throw the ball or type deals and shit. Like, man, I this was, I I posted those. Did you read some of those screenshots, those
0: captions, and some of those screenshots I posted last night? Uh. Screenshots of um of what?
1: So I posted screenshots of from the Lions page about them doing their kind of like boycott practice.
0: Yeah, I don't
1: think I saw that. All right, so I thought, I thought you replied to it. Anyway,
0: I, was a, I don't know. I in my memory.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just last night, but anyway. <laughs> uh, so I I did a I, I did a couple of uh screenshots. So I'll read a few. Craig Thomas Gibbons of Detroit area says, yes, because I care what million dollar athletes believe. Shut up and play football. You're not putting any of your money back to the munis, or you're um, and oh, you're yeah. stand and that you're standing or kneeling. Blah, blah, blah. Um, what's another one? Uh oh, another one. A guy posted a picture that said it has a, a black fist and has BLM and it has it standing for. Burn loot murder. Um burn what murder? Burn oh loot loot, loot murder. and oh, murder. Okay. Um so another one says, How many times are you gonna post about this? We get it, you're woke, nobody cares when something. Another one yeah, says, I saw Yeah, I did see. It. I did see this. So this one is kind of fucked up. Well, all on fucked up, but it's kind of well, people are just weird. Sad thing is that you don't hear anything about a six year old boy who was murdered by a black man that the news story lasted one day. So you should be protesting about that, if anything. So, what's so crazy about that one that if there was a kid murdered by this black guy, I don't even remember the circumstances. But the problem with with arguments like that is that, as sad as it is, no, and I mean, I'm not even gonna say that, it's sad as fuck. The guy was uh, arrested prosecuted, and is probably going to spend the rest of his life in jail, which rarely happens in cases where police kill us. So I just hate that they're using that little boy as a scapegoat for shit like that. Anyways, so a bunch of that bullshit happened. That's That was yesterday. So this morning, uh, I look up and I see the militia kid or whatever the fuck, the white boy with a gun, has shot three people, killed two and the police pretty much let him flee the state. So that was that this morning. And so I've been like reading shit on the, on, online all day. I ain't really have much to do at work today. So then I see that the four o'clock, it was a four o'clock game for the, uh, the Bucks uh, Magic. And they're saying the Bucks wasn't out there yet. And then it comes out that they're fucking boycotting uh, the game or whatever. And so they didn't come out. The game got postponed, canceled, or whatever. And then maybe shortly after that, they start talking about the other games and then all of the games canceled for the day. So that's the timeline up until this point. And then of now, they're discussing, like you were just talking about, whether or not they're going to play for the remainder of the season and so forth. So kind of piggybacking when you were talking about about when Kaepernick did it in 16 and he was talking about how and I, and I remember the episode where you spoke about it too, about just if enough players had the balls to do this shit and so forth. This is a prime example of enough players having the balls where they went from one game being canceled, forfeited, to all of the games today and possibly tomorrow and possibly the whole fucking season. You just needed that many more
0: people to give a fuck. And that's what happened. Yeah, and um, the cool thing, too, is that um, other, other areas, started following suit. Like the WNBA canceled uh, some games. Uh, a couple of baseball teams canceled their games. And I mean, you know, I'll take it. You know, it... it, it they are some uh, "look at me too" type shit. But I mean, but I don't you know, think any I, of those games would have been canceled if the NBA hadn't done it first. But I'll. But take I mean, it. <laughs> I, think, I think I think a lot of. I mean, we could probably go back and say a, a lot of these
1: games may not have happened to somebody fucking did it. You know what I'm saying?
0: Mm-hmm. And.
1: I, I was talking to my wife earlier about it and she was like, you know, I she I just she was saying how she just wished a lot of this shit happened, you know, when Kaepernick stood for this shit and so forth. And I'm like, I get it. And I totally wish it did. But it's like as mad as you wanna be about why it didn't happen before, you know what I'm saying? I just wanna enjoy the fact that they're really taking a stand now. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you know, when the this the the slaves are free. You, you know, motherfucking like, well, fuck, why this shit didn't happen a hundred years ago? I mean, shit, we all would have loved <laughs> uh, uh, mm-hmm. a thousand more dead people probably would have loved for it to happen a year, a hundred years ago <laughs> or whatever the fuck. You know, right. but, you know, I'm just happy that, you know, they're pushing, they're, they're pushing the envelope and more people are, you know, more players are seeing that they're, because the, the bottom line is money. A lot of these, I don't think a lot of people, a lot of these organizations really fully give a fuck about the people, but when the players don't play, they don't make money, and they got to do something. These motherfuckers had the, uh, what is it, the Attorney General of fucking Wisconsin or some shit on the phone, or some some high-ass uh-huh. fucking reps up. Oh, and in addition to some of the baseball games in WNBA, WNBA, uh, Naomi Osaka is pulling out of her semifinal match tomorrow. Hmm, She says... Uh, before I'm an athlete, I'm a black woman. And as a black woman, I feel that there are more important things at hand uh, that need attention rather than me playing. So it's, 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 it's pushing around, man. If Dude, just imagine. And I'm, I don't want to, you know, uh, wish too much or dream too much. But if sports become fucking canceled because of this shit, this
0: would be so fucking awesome, dog. Yeah. Um, that's, and, I mean and I, I was saying the whole pandemic like we don't need to bring sports back like like let's chill for the safety reasons but like if if sport, like it's even better for sports to come back and then go <laughs> then stop again but for an entirely different reason like I, that I, I, and I don't expect that to happen I, I, I there's a part of me to think that it's, there, there's a strong possibility I think that the NBA players are gonna be like fuck this man playing no more and, like, if that happens, I'll be so happy. Like, man, that, that's, a, that's, a, that, that's so huge for us, us black people, that is, to have. Because, I mean, the NBA is, like, 99.99% black. Like, like that's so huge for us if, if they do something like that. But I, I, don't expect, uh, I don't expect any of the other sports to do that. I sure as fuck don't expect the NFL to do shit. <laughs> Bruh, I'm just looking at a
1: tweet that says, white folks uh, are about to be way more ex- – ex- ah, excuse me. White folks are about to be way more upset that black athletes refuse to entertain them than about anything that's happened in the past four days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that really, yeah, I, I like when people tweet something that puts things into perspective because, like, I all I see is things that just I just get angry because I'm like, okay, this thing happened, and then my dumb ass is going to click on the tweet so I can see all the replies to it, and there are far more. Uh, I'm not watching basketball anymore and stuff like that acronym you said for BLM, burn, loot, murder, whatever, Uh, all that kind of stuff. And I see that and I just get mad, like just mad. And I appreciate the fact that whoever that was saw that exact same thing and was like, look at these white people mad as niggas won't entertain them right now. Like (laughs) you just rolled off his, like, I feel like that it just kind of rolled off that person's back. And part of me is envious of that. Because I don't I don't think it rolled off that person's back in a sense of like they don't care. But they didn't just sit there and just stew about it like I did. Uh, like that they, was, they uh,
1: that was, uh they were
0: mad and they found an entertaining take on it. You
1: remember the uh are you married to chick Bree Newsom?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I retweeted was, her a
1: lot today. <laughs> I don't was know her.
0: who she is, but <laughs> No, she she was
1: the one that clams up and uh took that flag down like two years ago.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's her. I knew the name was familiar.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's her though.
0: I've been mean, um, treated her like three times today.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, she she's out here. Uh, um, yeah, she's been pretty. Congregation. Uh, she's been pretty vocal uh, ever since that whole thing. So, uh, yeah. So,
0: Yeah, it's just. It's, it's, it's I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was like, did you see what the uh, the Washington NBA team did? No, what the fuck happened? I just I I said I, I did I say NBA I meant WNBA. Oh, uh, the okay, mystics, yeah. the mystics did you see what they did no i did not uh okay uh, if you look on my facebook i posted it maybe like i don't know maybe like an hour ago but they um they came out on the on the floor with t-shirts with bullet holes on the back seven oh, bullet yeah. holes
1: bruh so <laughs> i saw a picture of like i got, of some a pictures of dots on shirts and i didn't know what the fuck was going on and i didn't click it to see cuz i was talking on the phone
0: Wow. Oh, shit. Yeah, that, that's some gangster shit right there. Like, wow. that is some gangster shit. Because it wasn't even like they came out with T-shirts that had seven small holes in the back. Like, it was blood holes. Like, I'm like, man, they they came with the heat, man. <laughs> Not mad at all. Yeah, I, I, I think I,
1: I, I give props to a lot of the women at w a because, you know, things happen and they be like, you know, hold my beer. And then they come out with, <laughs> with bullet holes on their shirts and shit. So, yeah. Um, so, what, what – what, so, also, I saw uh, – when we saw a I happen to say. I saw uh, about the uh, Kenny Smith walking off. I heard that uh, um, Doc Rivers – but Doc Rivers has been really vocal about a lot of shit that's going on. So, a lot of players and coaches and stuff are being vocal, but a lot of stuff. Do you – do, do you think this is going to be enough? Well, enough for what? Like some sort of like like I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to hope that with the with sports boycotting and stuff like that is that uh, or sports striking or whatever whatever you want to call it, how is that going to push moves to say arrest the cops that murdered Breonna Taylor? To uh,
0: yeah, I, to, I don't I don't know. To, And I don't, I don't know if it will do anything like that. But what I do know is that this is going to, uh, this is going to upset a lot of people who would otherwise probably not bother with it at all. Like I'm, I'm pretty excited to see what happens if, if, if they do just cancel the playoffs. Like how mad white people are going to get even though basketball is probably white people's as a whole least favorite sport. Like just from my personal experience, even after the Pistons won a championship going into sports stores, it was difficult to find Pistons merchandise. It's like red wing shit everywhere, tiger shit everywhere, lion shit everywhere. And then here's one single solitary rack of Piston stuff. And that pissed me off because at the time the Pistons were the best team out of the four. So uh, I know, and, 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 Somebody said something like, oh, it's because they don't, uh, they don't, sell, they don't sell as much as, 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 other, as other sports. But I'm like, yeah, I think that's bullshit. I think it's because they know that there's no interest in that. Because white people don't watch basketball, the NBA like that. They, sure. they, they are all about the hockey. They're all about the baseball. Those are their top two. And then they fuck with football. And then a very distant fourth is the NBA. No, I don't think it's going to have an effect like that. But I think it's going to do – I I think they're going to get mad enough just because of the fact that – you know how much they hate athletes getting involved in shit like that. So, like, stop playing altogether. I think it's going to make them mad enough to, I don't know, make me feel better. (laughs) I mean,
1: just think about – I mean, granted, the Red Wings have been pretty trash this past year. um, But the Pistons haven't been the greatest either. Um, and this is an example you've benefited from a, a couple of times. I've always been able to get Pistons tickets for my job to go to Pistons games. I can okay. almost never get Red Wings tickets or a football tickets. Cause they all want that. They they're just they're just Red Wings fans. A white most most white people are are hockey and man, bro, let them cancel fucking hockey. Let them cancel <laughs> hockey. This shit's gonna be nuts. I don't think it ever happened. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, yeah, me neither. But, man, that would be glorious. But you know, the, a sport that doesn't have black people in it is not going to cancel for this. <laughs>
1: no, no. I don't see it happening. But if that was, you know, that
0: would be some crazy shit. But I don't see it. Oh, that. man, I, I would love that. But, yeah. but And I would love it just out of punishment for, for them. But it, it, that's probably not going to happen. I don't think anything else is going to happen other than NBA stuff. Like, I think baseball has done all it's going to do. Like, there's going to be a couple of teams that, the couple of teams that said today, oh, we're not going to play today. And then they're going to sneakily go about their business while the NBA players steal all the headlines. And we already know the NHL don't give a fuck. And we definitely know the NFL don't give a fuck. The NFL don't give a fuck to even, uh, to me, an even greater degree because they rely on black players. The, the, the NHL doesn't. So, right. I mean, uh, all, of the, still, all of
1: the, all of the, all of the, all maybe twelve black players in the NHL could just go out and they would just be cool.
0: I'd be shocked <laughs> if there was that many. That is really a Google. Like twelve? A whole twelve? <laughs> I'd be shocked. Like you sure you all not counting uh, a couple of guys as two people? <laughs> two people. <laughs> first, no, I legit. I w- I would legit be surprised if there was more than two black in a NHL players. Two. If there's three or more, that would surprise me. But, hey, we'll see. Well, actually, I don't know if we will, because I don't know if that's a a Google-able thing. (laughs) How many black players in the NHL? I don't know if that's a thing. All right, so I
1: found it for you. Oh, okay. And this article was posted January 17th this year. There are 43 players of color in the NHL, and three of them play for the Railways.
0: Does it define players of color?
1: <laughs> no. And like, right. are they talk?
0: Are they talking about Russians with tans? Or <laughs> like,
1: Indian? You know? Uh, yeah.
0: Russians and but that's but that's less than five percent. Okay, I mean, that's 43 is ridiculous. Like, if, if, if that's 43 black players, that's surprising. Because, like, I, at that point, you gotta have, this, every team gotta have a black player in the scene, like, damn near. And fuck, if Detroit got three shit, the other teams have one
1: one 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 two one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Also, Man. I wonder of those 43, how many actually play? Well, that went, would be a, that. That might be why saying, I'm surprised that there's if there's more than two. I do remember. Like, maybe some I went of them to a play. I went to
1: a Red Wings game right before all this shit went went south, and I remember seeing two of those three black players on the Red Wings, and both of them played. I don't remember a third one, um, huh. but I mean, I don't know. I was a few beers down too.
0: So I ain't really paying that much attention,
1: but I do remember two for sure.
0: I still think that I think that uh. <laughs> Whatever w- website you read that from was probably hacked by the Russians. <laughs> this is 43, though. I don't know about that. And you know yeah. how Russians love hockey. Like, they got to they gotta be trying to save face. Like, oh, let's just let hack the website and say, I don't know what kind of action I was about to try to do. Uh, <laughs> let's just say there's 43 people. I mean, so that I definitely, way we can look a little better. Like, I
1: mean, if I had time, I would definitely corroborate that with a couple more sources. Yeah. I mean, oh, granted, it was a local page, WDT. I still will have to get two other sources to confirm that. Like, I need to know more about this. Yeah, um, I don't believe it. Yeah. So, uh, blah, blah, blah. Nice white parents. Oh, man. So tell us about that. So, I'm, and I could be giving a, a terrible description, so correct me if I'm wrong. But it was a case study or just an investigation of sorts of uh, sc- schools in uh, in the New York New York area that was pretty much well one they were mostly just segregated. The uh, the main part I remember in the first episode is talking about white parents wanting a school built near their home, and then none of them went to it. And then just the, the process of trying to integrate the. Uh, the other schools in the process um, and trying to take over a school that was uh, majority black with white parents who just forced themselves into demanding shit and so forth like that. Um, what would you add or change with that synopsis?
0: Um, not much. (laughs) I mean, not at all. That sounds good to me. Um, I think that, the, well, well, actually, before I say anything, what were your thoughts on it? Well, I thought
1: it was interesting. Inter- it wasn't surprising. I thought it was interesting uh, just to hear firsthand about just the segregation of schools, uh, to hear how white kids were given way more opportunities to get into these schools, how parents were really, Bogarding their kids into places they wanted them to be, and the system just letting it happen.
0: Or another thing that that it was striking to me was them making, like like you said, bogarding their kids in the schools that they wanted them to be in, or just creating a whole new school. So like, for that. <laughs> like, like let's just make a whole. Let's just make a school. Like white parents just walk around like, yeah, you know, hey, I want to make a school. You down? Yeah, let's do a school. And <laughs> like, man, they got so much power. Like, you just do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so that part, which I really wasn't clear on, like, how do they
1: just say we're going to start a school? No, I, I don't know.
0: Those, they those just started kind of, a fucking, the they, they just started a fucking the school. That, the fact that we don't know how they did that is part of the problem. Like we should, I feel like we should know, like if that's possible, like if if civilians, like regular old folks, can just start a school, like or make a school, whatever. Like I feel like we should know that that's possible. But listening to that was like mind blowing to me. They were just like, and and then they talked about how easy it was. Like yeah, we went to I don't even know the school board or the city or whatever, and. Got permits, and all. I, I don't know what the fuck they were doing, but I was just sitting there like, the day they said it was making a new school, and then they said that, like, they they were making it so that um, they were judging the kids that came in by if they looked nice. I'm like, what the fuck does look nice mean? Like, well, I know what it means, but, <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm like man, th- that shit was crazy. And then like the other thing that was crazy to me was in the in the in the first episode, they talked about this thing called the bliss point. And like just the name alone lets you know it's fucked up. Because like the fact that the word bliss was used within the context of segregation or desegregation or whichever, because uh, I mean, you could classify this podcast. I, did we even say it was a podcast? We, we, we can classify that podcast as being out of those things, but um, they talk about this thing called the Bliss Point, which is the percentage of white families that need to be at the school for other white families to consider it, quote unquote, comfortable to send their kids there. And like that, I, the fact that that was called Bliss Point really fucked with me. Like, it, like if that was like, if it didn't have a name, I would be like, okay, well, that's kinda, that's kind of whack, but whatever. But the fact that it has a name and that that name contains the word "bliss," like, oh, we are we will be in bliss if we can have if we can be surrounded by this many other white people with we can have this other, this many other white people with us, that would be bliss. Like, wow, like that was like, crazy. At that point, it's not even hitting racism. It's like overt
1: as racism. Yeah,
0: and, and like. And, and this, is the, this is the aspect of this that I really wanted to talk about. Um, the whole impetus behind, I think in the very first episode, was uh, the impetus behind of uh, talking about integrating schools was um, there was this one school that was a primarily uh, black slash brown school. And I guess I don't know why this individual wanted to do this. I, I, I don't know, maybe because that school was in a location that was more convenient for him. I, I don't know. But they just decided, yeah, we want to start up, we want to start up a French program in this school, and we want our, our white kids to go there and be in this French French program. And this dude makes all does all these fundraisers to to raise money to make this French program. And he's got motherfuckers from uh all over the world donating thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. To help make this this fucking French program, and they end up doing this fundraiser that was supposed to be at the school. Then it ended up being at some fucking venue in Manhattan when the school was in like I think it was like Brooklyn or something like that. And they make this thing in Manhattan, and then they have all these like rich ass white people there, and like they talk to one of the white people that was there, and all she kept talking about was how great it how great it is to go to France and that it really helps if you know the language. It's just like and she even she sounded like a caricature, like how you would make like uh, a rich snooty old white woman sound in a Bugs Bunny cartoon. That's what she sounded like, and I was like, man, like it's it's amazing the lives that some people lead. Like you and I, we, you know, we go to work, you know, we you know we spend time with our families, we smoke cigars, and we do podcasting, listen to music. We live regular ass lives, and on occasion. Uh, you and I, and, and, and more so than I think most of our peers, will take a, a vacation somewhere, probably overseas, and that's, that's our lives. And this old white woman, like, she, she, I, I don't know if you can, how you can describe someone who sounds rich, but she sounded rich, and all she talked about was how important, she was flabbergasted that one of these uh parents had not ever been to France, but and and like you could hear in the background, like going to call somebody over, kind of like, can you believe that she ever been to France? Like, okay, <laughs> like <laughs> how are you appalled that everybody doesn't go to France and you go every year? And it's like, yeah, it's just that, like, that's her routine. Like, yeah, I just go to France every now and then. Fuck it. And, and I think, uh,
1: in addition to that part, I think what bugged me. A, a lot, and I think it's just uh, the the privilege of people is that she didn't even read the room, read the room enough to mm-hmm. not even say some dumb shit like that.
0: Yeah, yep. And then then you had like the woman she was talking to was somebody who they had already established earlier as someone who was not feeling everything was going on, but she went to this fundraiser anyway, and then has this white woman talking to her about going to France every year and all this kind of shit. And then like the the woman that was doing the podcast was like, I can't remember what she said exactly, but it was something like you should have seen the look on her face kind of deal. Like she was trying to be like really, really polite, but you could tell she was like not feeling it. And I don't know, man, it made me think a lot about um, uh, desegregation because I've been thinking a lot about um, how, um, how gentrification has had a, largely negative impact on, on black folks. Like, just like right here in Detroit, you know, we had, you know, Detroit has always been a black city, and then you had, uh, but you still had white people here, like, you know, back in the day, and then you had the white flight, they ran off to the burbs, Detroit got, you know, we had the crack, you know, crack popped off in the 80s, the white folks ran off to the burbs, um, and shit got kind of crazy around here, and now white people are starting to come back, and it's because of everything that's, that's happened downtown. And white people are coming back and they are pushing out long-time black residents of businesses, uh, homes. They're driving up the, uh, the um, property values, not property values, they're, well also the values, but they're driving up like the cost. Like, like people are getting pushed out because they can't afford it anymore because it's so expensive to, to own a business down there or whatever. And then I think about and then so then we listen to this and we listen to how these white folks are like, Yeah, we want to go to that school and we're going to fix it up and make it, you know, make it better, even though by all accounts the school is fine without them. But, you know, how white folks are, they're just like, Yeah, it's better if it's white. So, like, we do, let's go wipe this school up a little bit and make it better. And it, they like that the guy who was doing the fundraisers, he like came in and kind of like bogarted the shit. Like, he started making all these, you know, fundraisers and shit and raising all this money. And they don't know who he is, where he came from, what he's going to do with the money, nothing. He, and you got the PTA, which is, I'm assuming, since it was a primarily brown, black and brown school, primarily black and brown parents comprising the PTA. And they're like, who the fuck is this guy? What is he doing with this money? Why is he not rented by us? Are we going to get gym uniforms? Are we going to get, like, books? Or are we going to get a fucking, uh, this Prince program and shit? And so it made me think about, like, Desegregation, and it made me want to ask if, if, if you think um, that uh, desegregation is well, what? Two questions: Was it a good thing, and is it a good thing now?
1: You quiet? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm sitting here just thinking. You know, I, I was thinking what uh, I was reading the whole desegregation I don't know man I think I don't know I don't really have a good answer for that I, I feel like if you're in a if you grow up in a, a situation where there are both black and whites so you get to interact you get to see that one is not superior to you and you know you have a chance in, in the world as a kid or something like that I feel like and then you know because with the, 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 the because of the segregation the desegregation excuse me, and black kids or colored kids or people non-blacks always were in situations where they had lesser schools. So the mm-hmm. white schools that were there were the better schools, the better programs, and so it wasn't as if there was a, a possible a possible situation excuse me a possible situation of. Uh, an all-black school that was like an elite school or some shit. Mm-hmm. Every situation of that had uh, lower-income kids that you know overpopulated classrooms and shit like that. So, I guess short answer is I, I think the segregation was a, a a a bad thing in the schools yeah, because it never I'm, benefited black kids for uh and if it was segregated.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm. This was something. This is something that I haven't given too much thought to. It was just something that kind of, kind of popped into my head. Well, I mean, it's it's popped into my head a, a few times, but I think listening to that nice white parents podcast is when it really got me thinking about it. And so let me look like okay. So look at it from a smaller scale, right? Like, black people are, in my opinion the most creative people that we have um and the most copied envied um whatever 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 word you want to use to describe it um black people are consistently uh copied or uh copied might not even be the copy not even the best word but it's the word that's coming to my mind right now mm-hmm. and so you look at like even on the smallest scale to so like a meme or um, certain black vernacular, anything like that, white people eventually will get a hold of it and try to make it theirs. Like, oh, okay, now we're gonna do this now. Oh, I see, oh, look at all those black people having a good time uh, laughing at that, that phrase that they use or that meme that they shared. Oh, we're gonna do that too. And they always take it and make it worse. Oh, absolutely worse. So then I started to look at that on a bigger scale, right? So you think about, think about this country. I, I mean, obviously I don't know how it was before white people got here, but we know what white people did once they, once they did get here. And I would, I would argue that it's, not argue, but I would try to I'd make the point that I would imagine that the people who were here before white people got here were probably doing okay until white folks showed up. <laughs> and, and then they were like, well, fuck. Like, then well now we're all dead <laughs> and, th- and that was that and so then i'm looking at it like today and i've had this thought myself several times over the course of course in the past like maybe like the past month of like you know what it would be nice is if i could just be around nothing but black folks. like and i don't necessarily mean like 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 in the hood because like i mean i live in detroit like i'm around black folks all the time but what i mean like like Af- going to Africa or something like that, and I'm sure there's white people in Africa, but it's probably not like the white people we got here uh but like uh, I'd like to go somewhere where white people are like the minority and and it's mainly black folks and then that so I had already been kind of mulling that over because all I'm seeing like right now is you know I'm seeing the uh the police killing black guys, and then I'm seeing all the white folks commenting on it about, you know, basically making the thinly veiled racist assertion that um, something in his past made it, made it, made him worthy of being killed. And then you got the, the, you know, like say like the Republican convention and you watch one of these speeches and you watch these people lie over and over and over and over. And, and they just, they're, some of these people are just downright evil and then the ones that aren't evil are still evil but they don't know that they're evil they're, they just think they're being normal but like they're pretty evil too <laughs> so listening to that podcast it made me think about okay would it is that be helpful for schools today so like if you had a school that was like mainly black to have white folks come in there and try to be and try to be some white saviors and come and fix it up and move all their kids in there, and then now like they'll say something like, "Yeah, we're doing that because uh, we want our kids to have uh, the to, to, you know have friends of all different backgrounds." But it history shows that when they infiltrate something, they not only do they take it over and make it theirs, but they make it worse or they fuck it up. And that's not to say that they can't make a school better, but maybe the school will be better, but the experience won't be. Like, so, like, I, I'm, I'm pretty conflicted on whether or not, not whether or not integration was a good thing, because I feel like it was, at least back then, but, like, right now, I kind of feel like we, as Black people, would be better served to stay amongst our own kind. And, like, I feel like that would be beneficial to us right now. So, like, I'm, I'm kind of conflicted on that, but that's the thoughts that I've had so far on it. I'm not so sure that um, having, having forcing, forcing uh, this co-mingling. And I know we're supposed to all be trying to get along and all this kind of shit. But like, to me, that's all bullshit because only one side wants to get along. Like if if everybody wanted to get along and black people were like, nah, we're good. We're going to stay over here by ourselves then you might be able to look and be like, all right, well, you're being kind of an asshole. But we're the ones trying to to play nice and and, and make things right and sing kumbaya. And the white people are still like, yeah, let's sing with you and then we don't kill you afterwards. And I'm not, I, I, I just feel like it we might be better off if we just kind of stand to ourselves for the most part. I know that's what I want to do. Like, I, I, man, I only want to be surrounded by black shit right now. And I know it's a lot of people that's been saying that for a long time, but, Man, I feel feeling like a motherfucker right now, dog. Like I only want to be around black shit, man. I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean,
1: I, I think, it, and, and I'm with you with that. And, and like I say, you know, kind of like I said earlier, just more so to clarify, I think the, the the only reason, the big reason for integrating is getting our kids. And just let's go back to just the schools, getting our kids and the the opportunities the white kids get. I went to, so I went to raffer an uh, uh, inner city black school, and I had a uh, a childhood friend who went to Harrison and Farmington. We both graduated um 98, but his curriculum of classes were way superior than my curriculum of class.
0: Uh-uh.
1: And it's like. And I know that that school can actually take, I mean, he was mixed, but I know that school actually had other black people, but for the, for the most part, it didn't. And it's like, why does the inner city school have to be lacking and other schools? So I guess from perspective of us getting the same opportunities that, you know, white uh, whites get in school. Yeah. But I'm with you. I could be fine In an all-black neighborhood or an all-black city or something like that, especially in the climate that we are in now, like I'm good. I I, I'm not trying to force white people or other people that don't fuck with me to like want to like me and be around me and shit. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm with you on that. I mean, at this point, you know, it's it's yeah, yeah. There's
0: definitely some pros. There's definitely some pros to it as well. It's just I mean, like we gotta I watch don't out for black that. on black crime, then though. <laughs> right. <laughs> like we don't have to watch out for that anyway. Right. But, um, anyway. So yeah. yeah, it's definitely some pros to it. It's just, I don't know. It's just, it's just my energy right now, and the space that I'm in right now. I feel like I, it, it's all about us forcing ourselves to play nice, like. Because like, like I've said a million times on this podcast, like we continue to try to play nice and turn the other cheek. And then we continue to get slapped on the other cheek and shot in the back and knelt people kneeling on our necks and all this kind of shit, looking right in the camera, like, yeah, I'm gonna kill this nigga anyway. I don't give a fuck that you got a camera on me. Like we still like all that shit going on. Like I, it, I don't understand why we continue to try to try to be friends. Like it's not like this is new. Like, oh man, we've been trying to be friends, but now white people wilding, man. Like they kill us and all this shit. Like it's been a wild six years. Nigga, like, it's been a wild six centuries. Dog. <laughs> like, like white people ain't never fucked with us, dog. Like ever. So I'm right. like, why after centuries of of getting beaten, getting killed, getting lynched, getting uh discriminated against, like all uh, centuries of this shit. Like, why are we still playing with these people? Like for real, they got a goddamn bliss point. <laughs> <laughs> for how many other white people they want to be around for, so they can feel blissful. And we sitting over here trying to play with these niggas? Man, come on, dog. Like, that's, like I said, that's the energy that I have right now. I'm just like, man, why are we fuck with these people, dog? Like, and th- I guess that, that's why I'm so happy about what the NBA is doing. Because I've been sitting here this whole time, like, why are we continuing to put up with this shit? And now finally, a league that's full of black people is realizing the power that they have. Like, LeBron James is the most famous athlete in the world, dog. Like, if this nigga says, I ain't playing no more goddamn basketball until Breonna Taylor's uh, the cops that killed Breonna Taylor get arrested, or I ain't playing a single, single, single minute of basketball until whoever gets arrested, or until there's some kind of justice, or until whatever, whatever, whatever ultimatum he lays out. If LeBron says, I ain't playing until blank happens, blank will fucking happen, dog. Like, it will fucking happen. And well, like they, like they need to realize that shit.
1: Currently, so uh, in a news break. Uh, speaking of LeBron, the uh, the the Lakers and the Clippers have voted to boycott the rest of the playoffs and were the first two teams to exit the meeting.
0: <laughs> wow! You said they voted to boycott the playoffs. Yep. Nice. See, like this, this is what needs to happen. Like uh, all the years of us talking about this kind of shit and what are we gonna do and. I think uh, um, there was a time where I raised that question, like, how do we fix this or something like that, or what can we do? Like like this is, this, is not, this is not the solution, but this is the start. Like this is the direction. Like all the tweets, all the anger that we've had, all the protests, like that's all well and good, but even the protests wasn't getting us ain't getting us nowhere. It's getting us some news coverage. But ain't shit changing? They're still doing the same shit. But man, I'm telling you, dog. These NBA players say we ain't playing. Man, motherfuckers gonna start listening. And even even if even if that alone doesn't change anything, I think that's the start. Like that's that's when shit gets real. Because at, at what point do they? Because they they're kind of they they if they decide to not play the remainder of the playoffs. At some point, they're gonna reach a they're gonna reach a point where they have to make a decision. It's the same decision that I had to make when I decided that I wasn't going to watch the NFL anymore until they did right by Colin Kaepernick and they still have it. And I'm still not watching. And like, but at some point I said, I'm not watching this anymore. And then that whole first season went by and then the off, during the offseason I had to make a decision because nothing happened. So I was like, okay, am I going to start watching again and just say, fuck it. Or am I going to stand by what I said and, and, and see that the NFL clearly don't give a fuck. And the NFL came back and, and they changed it, but the NFL came back and was like, "Yeah, we are gonna start giving y'all motherfuckers penalties if you start kneeling during the anthem." I'm like, "Yo, these niggas doubled down on their fuck shit," and I'm still well. considering whether or not I'm gonna go back to watching. And and I mean, like I, you know, ultimately they they didn't end up doing that, and but they also ultimately still did not do right by Kaepernick. They did some little fake bullshit and whatever. And now now the shit's gotten. Way gone way left now you get Goodell saying shit like oh yeah I should have had a conversation with Kaepernick or I should have done better or, you know all this kind of shit all that means to me is that again you see that your money could possibly get fucked up so now you care but when it wasn't it was just him you didn't give a fuck What what and what's,
1: what's, what's so stupid about the NFL is that the NFL had the perfect opportunity to spearhead this shit because now mm-hmm. it's pretty much the WNBA and the NBA who are are pushing this, uh, this movement now. And they had an opportunity before this shit happened. Like, mm-hmm. before uh, George Floyd was killed, before, you know, this last shooting and shit, they had a, a, a great opportunity to spearhead. But now they're going to be bandwagoners, of course, because there's no way that they could go into the season with that same bullshit about uh, not kneeling, shit. The NBA has totally embraced uh, this movement, and what, uh, while it's later than we wanted it to be, it happened, and I'm glad it did happen. And but it, I mean, from all of the players with different shirts to different players speaking out, and I don't, I, and I'm not saying that uh, shirts mean anything or stuff like that, but they're being they're being a lot more aware than any other sports uh uh venue or whatever. So, NFL had a really good opportunity. They fucked it up. And now, they're going to have to, uh you know, kiss the ring and start doing the shit that they they had a great opportunity and they fumbled it horribly.
0: <laughs> that was a nice pun. I don't know if you meant it or not. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I, I, I would even go so far as to say, like, even the, 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 the slogans that they've been putting on the jerseys and stuff like that, like, yeah, ultimately, is that going to do anything? No. But, like, that still is showing a level of, of solidarity that doesn't exist anywhere else. And they have now, they being the NBA, have now set themselves apart as the, the organization that is for justice and for what's right. Not, not about politics, because that's what white people are going to say. Oh, why, why are you bringing politics into sports and just play? And uh, oh, I'm not watching it anymore because this doesn't even have anything to do with sports. Like, it's not, it's, it's bigger than sports. And like, for them to be at the organization that's at the front of, at the front of, forefront of justice, because that's what I look at it as, justice. Not about politics or anything like that. It's about what's right and what's wrong. And if you are okay with what's happening, then you are wrong, and if you are not okay with what's happening, then you are right, and there is no gray area in between. And the NBA is the first organization to firmly stand on the right side, the, the side that, that is morally right, the side that is justified, and the side that is about justice. And like you said, the NFL had the opportunity to do that before it was trendy. Now mm-hmm. it's trendy, and now the NFL is hopping on, and it's still fuck the NFL for all of time. And then... Another thing about the NBA, yes, the NBA is primarily black, but even the handful of white folks have been, like, have been helpful. Like, I don't know what it is about the NBA, but why, does it, why doesn't baseball or why doesn't football, why don't they have a Steve Kerr? Like, like, why don't they have a Greg Popovich? Why don't they have an Adam Silver? Like, they don't, like why is the NBA, like, have this exclusive hold on, the, on, 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 on doing what's right? And and the other leagues are just like, yeah, uh, we just we just want to play, and we don't want nothing to do with this. And they just don't give a fuck. So yeah, man, like you said, the NFL had their chance, they blew it far worse than they could have than I could have ever imagined. And now the NBA has firmly taken the forefront um, on the side of what's right, and that's that's just great for me because I mean, the NBA is basketball is my favorite sport. My favorite team is the basketball team. Like. So it, I'm glad to see that that my sport and my team are on my side and and with what's right and that everybody else's sport isn't. <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm glad I'm glad about that. Very glad. I, I really hope that they do it. I really do. That'd be awesome.
1: Yeah. So somebody just said, "What makes Orlando Magic not taking the court or accepting the Bucks forfeit even better is that Bessie DeVos family owns the team." <laughs> Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, the divorce is only magic. Hmm. Good. Because Hopefully they could have... would me that piece of shit in the
0: next could, election.
1: So the thing is, Orlando could have technically accepted the forfeit and took the win. Because... really, the, Yes. But they decided they didn't want to. So it essentially just got postponed.
0: Yeah, that would have been a bad look, <laughs> a real bad. Oh, look. you would have
1: had no. You got you got to follow suit. You can't. That that just would have been some fuck shit. So
0: yeah, no matter how badly they wanted to take that W, that would have been a horrible look <laughs> for Orlando today. <laughs> right now, we want that win, chief. Right, we gonna take the win, bro. <laughs> like, damn, y'all don't give a fuck, man. Orlando would have got dragged if man. they did that
1: shit. Straight drag, like straight, straight drag.
0: Nigga, if Orlando did that shit, I would have bought tickets very, very close to the court for the next Pistons Magic game, so I could boo them Just niggas boot them. every time they touch the ball. <laughs> and I have that level of petty in me. I will throw $100 into one damn seat so I can sit there and boo Orlando for two and a half hours straight. <laughs> I'll get there early so I can boo them niggas during warm-ups. So you can hear it. <laughs> All you
1: hear is a constant,
0: boo, nigga, boo. <laughs> right.
1: 48 Rich minutes of ass. boo.
0: Right. <laughs> boo.
1: Like, they're not even doing anything. Boo. <laughs>
0: right. They exist. Boom. Fuck them. Boo. Starting right, for the, magic.
1: the center for the magic. Boo. Like, right.
0: who he is? Right. But fuck them. Boo. Trash. Mm, mm, how y'all? Mm. How y'all take a win and still somehow got swept? Right, Boom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Okay, that's right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, crazy times, man. I mean, twenty twenty is for the most part been a shit show, but if some shit can come out of this, you know, in a positive light, man, I think we. I mean, first and foremost, getting Trump puck ass out of the White House, but man, this would be pretty dope.
0: You know, another good aspect of getting Trump out of the White House that isn't talked about enough is with a new president comes a new administration and mm-hmm. we can get rid of all the fuck ass people that he put into power, like his whole ass family, yep. his wife, and his daughter, all that kind of shit. We can get all of them, Betsy DeVos, all the whack ass motherfuckers, Ben Carson, like uh, I would say Herman Kane, but <laughs> uh, I but, think um... <laughs> he kind of did it himself. So. But yeah, like, like, yeah, we can get all them motherfuckers out and i don't trust joe biden to to be a good president i i expect him to be better than donald trump but i don't i don't expect him to be a good president i don't expect kamala harris to be a good vice president but what i do expect is for them to be smart enough to surround themselves with the right people like that i do expect so like i i expect us to end up with a significantly better cabinet than we currently have and that is that's worth having. That's definitely worth having. So yeah, that'll, that'll be a nice added bonus to getting Trump out of there. And then I I don't, I don't, I I just, I'm tired of hearing them lie all the time and they have so much since they are the majority uh, except for in the house. Like, it's like, I feel like I got to hear them lie all the fucking time. Like, man, can we get these people out of here? Like, man, his whole damn cabinet, him, his vice president, his family, Like, all these motherfuckers, all these senators who go up there and these be the same senators who was talking shit about that man. Now they sucking his dick every goddamn day. Like, man, get all those motherfuckers out of there. Like, man, could we win back the Senate too? Like, give me all that shit. And I will feel significantly better about casting a vote for Joe Biden if we can get a a significantly better cabinet, if we can win back the Senate. And I don't got to hear these dumb motherfuckers lie all the fucking time about their goddamn racism and shit like, oh, God, that'd be great.
1: Did, did you see any of the Republican convention last two days? Nah, I didn't see any of either of them. So I didn't <laughs> watch the Democratic one at all. Um, I, I, I did go back and watch the videos of some of it. But I, I tuned in twice, yesterday day, the night before. And both times I uh, caught the one black person that they wanted to show for the night. So I can't remember either one of the black dudes' name, but one of them was like a senator, and I believe a senator in Kentucky, which is ironic. He mentions Breonna Taylor's name while wow, he's one of the people who can actually do something about uh, that situation and whatever. So just some cool as uh, black folks, but I will say their speeches were so to the to a Republican or a person. Who's on the fence? uh, They were. I feel like they were probably really convincing, especially trying. I feel like they used the. Like I feel like Trump's folks used those two uh, black uh, folks or whatever they. uh, I don't know. They're. I think one was a senator. I forget the other one. But they used them to pull black people. Like they both mentioned Biden's crime bill. They both mentioned Biden words on the breakfast club about not being black enough to vote or whatever the fuck he said um, mm-hmm. and so i think they're they're using they're using black people in that they have to pull black folks it was just crazy
0: to watch i was just sitting there like wow they're, they're willing to stoop to levels that the democrats are not willing to stoop to and i think that's a mistake like i think the democrats should be playing this game and they don't have to play it
1: no, yeah, exactly. You play, you play nice. They you should you participate.
0: Lose. Exactly. And that's what has happened over and over and over again because the Republicans are willing to do and say anything to stay in power. And the Democrats continue to try to play nice. And that's how they're really going to continue to get fucked. And I, by no means, am I taking the idea of, of Trump's lack of popularity as a, as a given that he will lose. Like, I, I do not think this is a given at all. I am going to be incredibly nervous all the way up until they actually officially name or, or project one of them as the winner. I will be incredibly nervous. Unless, of course, that night starts off like Biden's just winning everything. Because, like, a lot, of those, a lot of the states that we know he needs to take are going to be some of the earlier states because they're over here. Like here, Michigan. Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, uh, you know, Minnesota, like those states. So uh, those states that have their polls wrap up at, you know, 8 o'clock, something like that. So, um, you know, there's a possibility he takes all those states, you know, fairly early in the night or sizably, then maybe I will, you know, start to have a little bit of hope. But um, I'm not thinking by any means that he's going to win. So um, I'm still quite nervous about it, and I will continue to be that way. And I'll probably take that next day off work, too, just because I'll probably end up staying up really, really late on election night. But, yeah, man. I just hate that election night
1: is not a fucking holiday. This is stupid. Election day should be a goddamn holiday. And probably the day the day after, just to get your thoughts right before going back to fucking work. Because I swear to God, I do not want to be in a fucking my fucking job if shit goes the other way.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I already know I'm not going to be in the office um on election day but if i was and trump won i'm definitely i definitely would not be going to work the next day because i i no absolutely not and if biden won i would roll up and work walking like goddamn Levar ball (laughs) like roll up to work like yeah bitches and not not even on some pro-biden shit just on some anti-trump shit like yeah, y'all boy lost. Like I'm I'm rolling up in work like I, fucking I would be, walking in like it would be George com- Jefferson. It'd
1: be a combination of <laughs> George Jefferson, uh uh LeVar Ball and fucking Vince McMahon. Like I'm <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm in that bitch chess out, fucking all kind of shit. <laughs> <a Vince>
0: McMahon. <laughs> I didn't even think I'm surprised you even referenced this here, man. That's kind of funny.
1: Well, basically, yeah, um, because of that, Uh, I mean, that one. The one because walkout, of the way he walked Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. But, yeah. He so, does that but, all I the mean, time. The, the cool thing is that they don't really talk uh, politics in my job. Thank God. Although I did hear it's these two old biddies. Old biddies. Actually, I'm, so I'm going to warm up some food, and I hear them talking. They're loud as hell in the kitchen. As soon as I get in there, the conversation kind of changes. And I already figured this about the shit that's popping up now. And I just hear one of them like, yeah, and 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 all of the the stuff in Wisconsin, Chicago, I'm like, what the fuck is in Chicago? Well, I already know what's in Chicago. And I'm I'm in there a total of maybe 40 seconds. And that's literally I heat up my food for 30 seconds. And I just I'm I, I didn't even look away from the microwave. I just stood there, l- watched my food warm up and walked out. And it just, yeah, it's just all of the protest and I just got the fuck up out of there. I didn't even look at them when I came in there. Just walked over there, did my shit and left. But I you know they don't see that shit.
0: You know, a, a, another thing Another thing that I'm kind of starting to adopt, not just the, the idea of, like I, like I said, I, want, I kind of want to be around black shit right now, but another thing that I want to do, and it's part of the reason why I'm so happy about the NBA shit, is I want to start making white people feel uncomfortable with their racism. Like, uh, and I, I haven't really been doing this to this point, but I feel like it's something that needs to be done. Like we need to be a little bit less or a lot less um, nuanced in our, in our criticisms, or if we're not being nuanced, we need to be open about what we're saying. So like, like, the like, obviously the stuff I say on this podcast, I'm not going to go into work and say, cause I say a lot of wild shit on this podcast, but like, you know saying things like uh, i'll give you an example there was somebody on facebook um one of um my wife's relatives uh posted uh i think it was yeah it was the video i don't know if it was the video but it was about the jacob 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 blake shooting and some white guy commented on it about saying something like it was it was that narrative that i told you where it's like he 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 ran to his car he's a felon who ran to his car and grabbed his gun like you know That was his justification for why this guy got shot and normally sometimes sometimes i'll address people like that sometimes i won't usually i don't have the energy because i'm like okay this has been going on for so long and i've addressed so many people that at this point it gets tiresome like it's like i don't want to keep saying this over and over and over again but this guy i was like you know what i got time and i'm kind of sick of like I don't even want to say playing nice because I don't play nice when it comes about these conversations. But I I decided it was time to start playing mean and and really saying things to like like my it, my complete interaction with this guy, all of it was meant to um, incite anger in him. I, everything I said was meant to piss him off, and 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 piss him off in the sense of like. I know they don't like the, the, the white people who who, who who will bring up old shit, like the, like the guys, uh, his record or his felonies or something like that, or what he was doing at the time he got shot. Those people are convinced they're not racist. They're ju- they're, they're just making a point that is counter to our point. That's in their head. That's all it is. So those people hate being called racist because they don't think that they're racist and, and everyone knows that calling somebody racist is a very strong accusation so what i've decided to do is to make it a point to call these people racist when they say those sorts of things because they're not expecting to be called racist they're expecting to get the counter argument like oh but this but this or but that and i'm like yeah I, I could still make that counterpoint but i'm also gonna make i'm also gonna call them names <laughs> and so what i did with this guy um I made a couple of solid points back and forth, but there was a thing that, um, well, one, I asked him, I was like, do you think that if that were you and you were walking from one side of your car to the other to grab a weapon, let's say you were riding and you were grabbing a weapon and you were walking to your side, do you think that they would watch you walk around to the other side of the car, open the door, reach in and grab a weapon and then shoot you? Or do you think that they would, you know, tackle you and arrest you like they do every other white person who commits a crime? He didn't answer the question he he started talking about more about criminals having more rights than the police or something like that and then he said uh he said that um going to grab a weapon um at, you know to to inflict harm on the police is a matter of character and not one of color that it wasn't a, basically saying it's not about race and i said shooting an unarmed black man in the back in front of his kids is also is a question of both character and color, both of which you seem to lack. And he did, not, <laughs> he did not respond to that, but I was very proud of the both of which you seem to lack part, <laughs> like lacking color and character. I thought that was really clever. And I was like, I hope that hurt his feelings. I really do. I hope he I hope he's doing about that. He called you he called
1: you so many niggas offline.
0: I hope so. I really do. And like so like I've 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 taken to being a lot more well I am not gonna say being a lot more aggressive, but like being a lot less a lot less nuanced in my criticisms. Um I even did I even used a term um with someone I said uh Maybe I should continue to be a good boy and not say anything. And I use the term, <laughs> I use the term "good boy" very like I chose that phrase very care not carefully. Like I was hesitant to use it. I, I chose it. Women I you, you that like was spent, that was specific choice. reason for that. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was I was chosen for a particular reasons that I, and I was trying to make a point. And I'm tired of feeling like like if it's a work thing or something like that, like I have to like not bring up race, like or, or bring up that these things are a factor. And cause that's something like, that's kind of like how I felt as a, as a teenager slash young, young adult was that like, you know, we, black folks always bringing up race. Like it's always white people. And like, y'all don't ever think about what you might've done to put yourselves in that situation. Like that was me back when I was like younger, like in my early 20s or and stuff like that. And I'm not going to say that I was wrong back then because that was a different time. Like the the sorts of things that are happening now weren't happening then. At least they weren't happening publicly. They you know, were probably happening because, you know, behind not behind closed doors or or at least behind closed doors metaphorically because we didn't have cell phone cameras and shit like that or body cameras on police. It's probably happening, but we didn't know about it. And 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 now I have a completely different viewpoint and it's harder for me to to get myself out of that don't talk about race mindset or, or race, racism mindset and I'm fully out of that now and yeah, I'm, I'm, I think it's time that NBA players do what they're doing because that's their way of making white people uncomfortable. It's like, yeah, we're not going to play anymore. If y'all going to keep shooting us, we ain't going to play. So go watch golf or some shit or whatever the fuck. I mean, they're going to watch golf, but like they're not going to take kindly to this. And that this is what I just described is, is my way of making white people feel uncomfortable with their racism. Like, as long as we keep trying to have civilized conversation with them and try to make points, yeah, you'll get through to some people. But by and large, a lot of those people, like, it's like, this is, my, this is my viewpoint, and it is what it is. And then the person they're talking to, this is my viewpoint, and it is what it is. And no one gets anywhere. So if we're not going to get anywhere. Then why am I not calling, calling a spade a spade? Like, why am I playing, why am I keeping the kitty gloves on? Take the motherfuckers off and let's really talk about it. So let's talk about the fact that you think it's okay for this black, this unarmed black man to get shot and you are dodging the question of, do you think that this would happen to a white person? Let's talk about the fact that you're dodging that question. It's because you're a racist piece of shit. So let's talk about that. And now, now that white person has to sit, sit there and decide, am I going to address this very valid point slash question and this point of calling me a racist for feeling the way I feel or am I gonna just slink away like a piece of shit bitch. And he chose to slink away like a bitch. And I felt very gratified in that.
1: And that's what they need, Doug. That's exactly what the fuck they need. They need somebody to point I, I out think shit. It is. like I, I think know it is. I know I would jeopardize my, my job if I did it at work. So I have to really watch my work and sometimes I just don't feel like like I have to get over well, one, I just I don't want to have those conversations at work, but I will gladly have those conversations on social media at any point. Mm-hmm. Um but I I'm i I'm always conflicted because I always want to say something like it it paint like it didn't pay me as much for that 40 seconds or so I was in there because they cho- they totally changed the tone of, of the conversation while I was there. So I felt like oh, you know, but then it's like I'm, I'm conflicted still because I feel like you know they look at me as the good black or whatever or may or not you know what I'm saying there's not there's only two black people in in white collar at my job and so maybe they feel like maybe he he's not like the rest of those or maybe he is like the rest of those. I don't know. Um, but they just smile smile on my face and say shit that affects people to look like me. So that's always the conflict. So, um, today I went to, I went to grab lunch. Um, and lately, cause I've been just wanting to be outside and shit. Whenever I grab lunch from, I'll see if it's a park nearby and I just go to the park and chill. So today I went to this bar over in Warren and I'm eating at this park. So I'm like, fuck, it has stopped raining. Cause you know, it rained real hard this morning. And I'm like, bet I can get some steps in while I'm out here. So I go walking through the neighborhood. Now, I'm already feeling weird because I know that Warren is not really a black neighborhood for the most part. And especially the Warren on the north side of 696, so like 12 mile. I know it ain't many blacks like that out there. And I'm walking down and I see this house that has this huge Trump fucking flag flying in the yard. And it's crazy. I felt super uncomfortable being out there, dog. Like I felt like they would look at me, look out the window, and say, "There's a black guy walking down the street, and fucking call the police."
0: Granted, I don't, I don't even think that's far fetched.
1: Granted, I'm, I'm, I'm not like in a hoodie and shit. You know, uh, I got business casual clothes on, uh, drinking a smoothie from Tropical Hut. I mean, not Tropical, but <laughs> Tropical Smoothie Cafe. So. But still, just a thought. I just so, and then I walked, and I just felt weird, dude. I like, I passed it on one side of the street. Then I actually walked past that house that I crossed the street. And I just felt super fucking odd. Like, I just hope this shit don't go left. <clears throat> but I'm here today, so, you know, it didn't. <laughs> but I just felt real odd about it and shit. And somebody That's a valid that, concern. That, I felt that, that way too. I, to be that. Like blatant with their, I just don't think a person that's a staunch Trump supporter gives a fuck about black people like that.
0: You can't. You can't. Like I don't think you can be. I don't think it's possible to be a Trump supporter and a good person at the same time. I don't, because he's not a good person. He's a horrible person. And like I said, we're, like I've said before, where are your values? Where are your morals? Where do you stand as a person if you could support someone who's that horrible of a person? Like, where, where, like do you stand for anything or are you just a piece of shit or both? Like, I, I, don't, I don't think it's possible to be a good person and be a Trump supporter. I really don't. They might think they are, but they're not. Because, even you know, if you vote, like, you, maybe you're voting for him and you're like, yeah, I really like how he handled, uh, I don't know, maybe you believe what you hear and you're like, yeah, he, he's handled coronavirus great. Okay. Um yeah, but how about so like what kind of person are you that you can go to the polls and be like I'm going to vote for him because I really like his uh his stance on the coronavirus and how he he was very anti-China and all this kind of stuff. And and that's what you tell yourself is the reason that you're going to vote for him and you overlook all of the absolutely horrific things that he's done. And it's not like these aren't things that's like like partisan shit. Like, oh, yeah, this, oh that's just the Democrats that don't like that. No, like, uh, I think everybody would agree that saying you can just run up on women and grab them by the pussy and that they like it, I think everybody would agree that's a fucked up thing to do. Anybody who's, you know, even has, you know, even halfway decent morals would agree that that's a bad, not a good thing to do. Um, And a lot of stuff that he said and done, all, like we can all, I think a lot of us can agree that these are the actions of a horrible person. And there are white people that are doing the mental gymnastics necessary to justify their vote for him with the full knowledge that he's a piece of shit. So, no, I I don't think it's possible to be a a good person to be a Trump supporter. Uh, Bill Morris said on his show several times that you can hate Trump, but you can't hate his supporters. Why the fuck not? Why do you want to me, oh, be all fucking
1: PC and shit now? All of a sudden,
0: I don't know. He's been getting on my nerves lately, but um, I don't. I, I don't under. I don't even understand that. How the fuck not? Like, if, if 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 you are a Trump supporter, that means that you support Trump. So if I hate Trump and all the stuff that he's doing, how can I not? Why am I not allowed to not also hate the people who are supporters of what he's doing? Like, I, I don't. It I don't doesn't even—it
1: doesn't even make sense because from. I shouldn't. So you're saying I shouldn't hate the people who put the man in office that hates people like us.
0: Yeah, and, and, and want to keep him there. But um, something you mentioned about the um, about your your walk, like I I, I had a similar experience. Um, my wife and I were driving through. Oh God, uh, I can't remember where we were at, but um. We were somewhere with a whole lot of fucking, um, oh, Clarkston. We're in Clarkston. <laughs> uh, we drove through, not drove through a neighborhood, but there was like a, we went to, um, what was the name of that place? Union something.
1: Oh, uh, in Clarkston. Uh, yeah, yeah, Union. Union something. Yeah, Wood, I've been there before. No. Wood, yeah, I've been there before, Wood something?
0: I don't know, but yeah, we went there to eat. And the parking lot, well, it wasn't a parking lot for that place, but the parking lot where we parked was across the street uh, from that place, behind the buildings that were across the street from that place.
1: Union Woodshop. Yeah.
0: Okay. I was gonna say woodshop, but I was like, no, that doesn't sound right. But yeah,
1: (laughs) so it doesn't. But
0: yeah. The the street that the parking lot was on was a one way street, so I couldn't come out of that parking lot and head back to the main street that I was on because it was one way in the opposite direction. So I had to loop around. So that took me through one single solitary block of Clarkston. I saw so many American flags and Trump signs. It was ridiculous. Man. And just like you, I was like, let me get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so yep. I was like, this is not, I'm not comfortable with this at all. <laughs> so, and that's crazy that you can see a whole bunch of American flags and know you are not in a safe place. That's crazy that the American flag is now a pretty, pretty strong symbol of hatred. And they mean it as a symbol of patriotism. But what it really means is uh, all these niggers that are kneeling in front of my precious flag can go fuck themselves. And I'm going to show them how proud I am of my precious flag. Like it's the fucking flag. Who gives a shit? bro? I am so, I'm so,
1: so tired of people talking about respect their flag. Fuck that goddamn flag. Fuck that goddamn flag.
0: Look, it's a fucking object. Like, there's people out here dying. It's people out here who have died for that flag who will still say we should be kneeling during the anthem and protesting police brutality. People who have died for that flag. And you got these fucking redneck cunts sitting at home with their fucking paps Blue Ribbon <laughs> who have never done shit for anybody but their goddamn self talking about disrespecting their flag. L- fuck out of here.
1: Listening to Kid Rock, having a gay old time.
0: Right. Man, fuck that goddamn flag. But I was like, yeah, let me get the fuck out of here, man. This is not safe at all. All these American flags, I need to get the fuck out of here.
1: I mean, can I, I'm i not seeing American flags with uh, Biden for president or no shit like that. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I don't think I've seen many. I, no, I've not seen, I've not seen nary of Biden flags. Maybe because people know that Biden ain't the one, <laughs> but they know we got. they know we need this motherfucker to get this whole ass Trump out the paint.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm not a, I'm not in a place to be to be gallivanting around places with a whole bunch of American flags like that is unsafe. <laughs>
1: nah, dog. Well, like I can say when I saw that when I first walked past, I'm like, man, I'm just really uneasy. When I came back, I was like, yeah, let me get my ass out of here. I started my car before I got there. I locked that bitch and got the <laughs> fuck on.
0: God. God. Like, man, fuck on this black-on-black crime. I'm scared of this patriot-on-black crime. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was crazy
1: because, like, the where the park was, there was no one parked on the side of the street where the park was. And so I didn't know if it was parking or not, and I didn't want to get a ticket. So I parked kind of in front of this one house, and I'm oh. like, oh, they don't, like, Caught a police or some shit from a you know unrecogni- unrecognized car, so as I'm getting my car, the garage is coming up on that house, and I just got the fuck out of there. Like <laughs> I, I just I ain't want no smoke, dog. You know, black man speeding <laughs> off silver car. Like, next thing you, I got the fucking. Feel? Next thing I know, I got the police behind me, which is weird right. because I went to the gas station uh, a little ways away, closer to my job, and as I'm leaving. I see uh, three three uh, police cars uh, coming up. I'm like, man, this couldn't be no. I, 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 I didn't even think about it, but part of it, I was like, nah, that can't be. But they had some white guy in the back seat, so I was like, it was out here fighting like and white, white crime, so it was all good.
0: That was probably just a new recruit. Yeah, <laughs> just made him sit in the back. Like uh, You can ride along. Like training day. You can ride along. It was kind of weird, too, because the windows are <laughs> on, down go, in the back. do kill he, niggas. You can ride with us.
1: <laughs> right. It was weird because he had the windows down in the back, and he was just looking
0: sick. Like, I don't know what the fuck he did or not. The windows was down in the back? That's weird. I feel like I've never seen the back windows down on a police car before. No. I
1: mean, I mean, and he clearly looked like he was somebody who fucked up and got, you know, was taken custody. But it's just was weird. I'm like, was he a spitter or something? Shit, I don't know. And they let him have air? That's and, it was, crazy. and it was two other police
0: cars escorting them, too. So I was like, wow. He must yeah. have did something. Yeah. He, must have, he, he must have saved the black man. Right. <laughs> now, how dare you
1: save some black people out here in this climate?
0: Get your ass in the car. We're going to let the windows down and take you to Burger King, but don't right. ever think of saving a black man again. <laughs> oh, shit. Get yeah, your damn stupid. mind. <laughs>
1: Oh, you got anything
0: else? Nah, man, I'm good.
1: All right, yeah. So interesting week, man, ahead to see what, what these teams, what these organizations do, but definitely kudos to the Lions. Kudos to WNBA and NBA for uh for really doing some shit I never thought I'd see. I really didn't see this yeah. coming. So, me either. Anyways
0: could... Oh, hold on. Let me read let me read this right quick. Oh, okay. Uh there's a tweet tweet from Wogs from five minutes ago sources. As some, of tonight's, some in tonight's meeting wanted to hear the Bucks' explanation for making an abrupt decision, independent of the rest of the teams to boycott the game, Boston's Jalen Brown essentially said that the Bucks didn't need to explain themselves, and he fully supported what they did today. Okay, I thought that was going to be an update on the meeting.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, but what the fuck you... I mean, what are you supposed to... I'm supposed to tell y'all we about the uh,
1: fucking strike? Like, they ain't obligated. No. You just do it. Strikes aren't planned. They just happen, motherfucker. Uh, You didn't
0: tell us. Get your
1: punk ass out
0: of here. (sighs) He has another tweet. He has another tweet from half an hour ago saying that discussions on continuing the season will extend into tomorrow, sources tell ESPN, but appears unlikely the three playoff games on Thursday will be played. Everyone is too emotional, one high-ranking source told ESPN. There needs to be more time to come together on this.
1: Yeah, hmm. well, that sounds like tomorrow games are not happening. Good. Yep. Fuck them, games.
0: And hopefully they'll uh, arrive at not playing any of them. And I'll be a very happy camper.
1: Yep. So I'll be uh I'll be stuck to the internet tomorrow checking everything out. So.
0: Hell yeah.
1: All right. Well, like I say, as always, you can email us uh, whatever podcast at Gmail or Twitter. At one of the podcasts, and um, check out next week. Yep. Peace. Peace.